From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Getting you ready for another outstanding night in the world of sports, although we have no football for a couple of nights. We can react to last night's Monday Night Football, which was hard to watch. Hard to watch, right? Good news, kids. We got the Lions, we got the Packers, we got Lambeau Field. Bad news, kids, uh, there's no Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I understand you watch other teams like the Cowboys last year with Dak Prescott, and you think, why can't that be us? Why can't the Green Bay Packers lose their starting quarterback and still be viable as a playoff football team? Why? 
Well, that's got to be a void in leadership. Ted Thompson just not doing a good enough job. Mike McCarthy not adjusting to uh, having a new quarterback. They're not picking the right guy. They should go and get Colin Kaepernick, who's the answer to, I believe, Colin Kaepernick. By the time the NFL season is over, he will he knows the cure to cancer. Are you guys aware of that? Colin Kaepernick has the cure to cancer. I am a proponent of Kaepernick in uh, uh, more so more so in Houston. I do like the uh, the idea of an athletic Kaep- Kaepernick, uh, similar to Rodgers, at least in some way, in Green Bay. But Brett Hundley's a good athlete. He's just not Aaron Rodgers. And this is what happens when you lose a player like Rodgers. But it's also what happens when your team is structured differently. Look, I've heard a lot of LeBron James is equal to or better than Michael Jordan arguments. And one of the main thrusts of that argument is that when Jordan left the Bulls the first time to retirement, the Bulls were still the number one seed in the East. When LeBron left the Cleveland Cavaliers for the first time, Cavs went from NBA Finals contender to lottery uh, lottery mainstay. They went from the penthouse to the outhouse. I, they literally were walking around with their pockets. You know, when people are broke, you turn your pockets inside out. It looks like the, 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 the elephant ears. That's what happened to the Cavs. But the story is not that LeBron is better than Jordan, nor is the story that Aaron Rodgers is that much better than Tom Brady. Context is really, really important. So, too, is construct of the team. No two teams are created alike. No two markets are alike. No two systems are alike. And so the idea that, hey, look, remember when Matt Castle took over for Tom Brady? He won 11 games. That means that Tom Brady is a system player. Belichick's mostly responsible. And Aaron Rodgers, who was leading the Packers to being a contender for uh, the best record in the NFC, one of the better teams in the NFC now, is a playoff also ran. And the only thing that's changed is quarterback. Now, first of all, the only thing changed is quarterback is not accurate. They lost Brian Balaga now to a torn ACL. But more than anything, it's about construct of the team. It just is. It's also about the perception of what 11 wins means. When the Patriots won 11 games the previous year, they had won all 16. That's a five-game drop-off. That is a monumental drop-off from 16 to 11. And it wasn't the only piece that was alike, and the schedule was actually remarkably easier during the 16-week schedule. You look at the Green Bay Packers this year, and this is a team that had beaten the Seahawks, beaten the Bengals, beaten the Bears, beaten the Cowboys before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. The Vikings and the Saints and maybe even the Lions are probable playoff teams. I do think they'll win a game, although now you lose Balaga, it makes it far more difficult. The Bears are actually favored for the first time in nine years over the Green Bay Packers, and the main reason is because of Brett Hundley. Now, I don't, I didn't think Hundley was great, but I also didn't think he was terrible. But the Green Bay Packers are not built upon a running game. 
Like Ty Montgomery's been their leading rusher. He's a convert. He's really more of a wide receiver. That's what he's supposed to be. Their offensive line is in tatters because of injury. And yes, Aaron Rodgers is that good. And oh yeah, by the way, up until they play the Bears, they will have played uh, playoff contenders or playoff teams in his three losses. It's not just the wins and losses. It's the construct of the team, one built around Aaron Rodgers, one whose wide receivers, by my estimation, have been wildly overrated, but also one in which there's a drop-off at quarterback. And sometimes it's really hard to tell when a guy is a backup, right? You see him as a backup. You see him a couple times in training camp. You see him a lot in training camp. You see him a couple times in the preseason. But the preseason, there's so many moving parts that it's it's not there's there's not as many complex reads even for the backup quarterback. And so this is our first chance to really see if Brett Hundley has anything. And while he's missed Jordy Nelson, he hasn't turned the ball over a ton. They haven't asked him to try a ton, especially since the three interception performance uh, coming in for Aaron Rodgers, going back to their loss to the Minnesota Vikings. They've asked him to just protect the ball, not lose the ball, which is what the Cowboys did when they had Brandon Whedon. You could tell me last year that the Cowboys with their backup quarterback uh, were one of the best teams in the NFC, and you'd be right. But you'd also have to remember that that team was constructed completely differently than the Green Bay Packers. It had a great offensive line. It had a great running back. And it had a very young quarterback by NFL standards. And one to which they just put him in position to not lose the game. Hundley doesn't have nearly the same luxury. This is a Green Bay team that's built solely around the arm and legs of Aaron Rodgers. And when he goes down, it becomes built around the legs of an arm of Brett Hundley. And he's just not as good. And the drop-off is this severe. But to compare him, and this is my same argument with Jordan versus LeBron. When LeBron left Cleveland, sure, the drop-off was severe. Half the players in the roster were also gone. And... The team was constructed just like the team now in Cleveland is constructed completely around the style of LeBron James, who can play any position, likes to handle the basketball, is essentially a point power forward. And if he leaves, it'll be a similar collapse. But that doesn't make him better than Jordan. Jordan's team was just comprised differently, built differently, some out of necessity, some out of fortune because of who they're able to sign and what the what the NBA draft provided, and some because of the vision of Jerry Reinsdorf uh, I was saying Kraus and uh, and Phil Jackson. Does that make sense? Just this idea that, well, you know, and I do think Aaron Rodgers is the best. And I, like some of you, took to Twitter to kill me because here we are coming off a Super Bowl comeback for the ages by Brett, by uh, Tom Brady. And I was like, like, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best I've ever seen play quarterback. Tom Brady is the most decorated, the most accomplished quarterback of all time. But I'd take Aaron Rodgers. But I, I won't even allow last night or the three-game losing streak to confirm that bias because I know the teams are built incredibly differently. Just like the uh, Patriots were able to keep their heads above water last year, it's because that team is built differently than the Green Bay Packers are built solely around the style of play and the arm and the brain and the talents of Aaron Rodgers. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Melvin Gordon had the week off last week, right? I mean, all, all the Chargers had the week off. I wonder how much he played Madden all week. He's uh, had to defend his Wisconsin Badgers in their pathetic schedule to date. He's Melvin Gordon of the L.A. Chargers. I'm kidding with him. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show <laughs> here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Dudes are coming at your Badgers because uh, through some fault of theirs, but n- uh, no fault in the Big Ten schedule, they haven't played a ranked opponent yet. How good do we actually think this team is? Uh, well, you know, we'll find out after this Iowa game how good we are. Um, the way they just beat up on a ranked Ohio State team, um, you know, you know, I think this will really show, um, you know, what, what type of caliber team we are. But but even Iowa, like, look, that Iowa game was an upset, and their quarterback played incredibly well. But it's going to be really hard to know how good Wisconsin is, even when the Big Ten regular season schedule is done, because they don't play Penn State. They don't play Ohio State. They don't play Michigan State. And the only team uh, from the top of the other division they do play is Michigan, and they play them at home. Like, like, look, you've played enough to know it's not necessarily just about how good you are, what your record is. It's who you've actually played. So, I mean, what's your what's your sense? You watch the game, oh, obviously, differently than we do. What do you think about the yeah. team? I mean, you know, this, this is, we got a weak schedule, and it sucks because, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. You know, they're, they're set years ahead in advance. Um, but like I said, you know, regardless of how I will beat Ohio State, they beat them. And they were a ranked team, so um, you have to look at that. And uh, we do play Michigan, and you know, regardless if it's home or away, we still play Michigan, and we still have a Big Ten championship where you know we'll, we'll probably play you know Ohio State or Penn State or whoever that gets that opportunity. So we still got we still got chances. I feel like if we went out, man, we'll, we'll be we'll, we'll be in. It's hard to uh- not. All right, so you're you're playing Madden today against Juice Landry, is that right? Yeah, you know we, me and me and Jarvis are going at it today, man. We uh, are doing this little 4K football challenge. Um, you know we're playing on the C series TCL TV, 65 inch. Got it set up in the living room, and uh, you know the winner, the winner, um, you know they, they donate to our charity. So um, you know I'm excited about that. Uh, you know I want to see what Jarvis got. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys had the week off. Now you take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that's red hot. You still have to go to Dallas. That's a playoff team. Still have to go to Kansas City. That's a playoff team who beats you in your place. The, the home games appear to be far more winnable. What's your sense of uh, now that you've kind of seen both sides, right? The four-game losing streak, the three-game winning streak. What's your sense of how close this team is to getting back above five hundred? We close, man. We close. We close, and I feel. I feel we could do it. You know, we 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 got everything in front of us, man. You know, we're not at this thing yet. Um, you know, as, as bad as we played um, towards the end of games at the first at the beginning of the season, um, you know, we're still left with opportunity, um, and that's all you can ask for at this at this at this point in time to still be in it. And uh, we're close, man. We there. We there. We lost. We lost to a tough Patriots team. Uh, I felt like we should have won, but uh, obviously we lost, so it is what it is. Um, but I feel like we 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 piecing it together, man. 
What's it like to have such a successful day personally, right? You have 132 yards rushing, and yet your team loses, right? Like you want to – this is what you – this is what the team's been fighting for. That's what your coach has been preaching is that we want to be able to run the football, especially on the road. You finally do so, but your team comes up short. What's that like for you uh, to go through? Bittersweet, and you can never really enjoy, you know, a, a, you know, uh, um, a good performance. You know, when you lose, it's, it's like a, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet, you know, and that's that's the best way to put it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you want to win the game, and it was a big game to win for us, um, and we lost. And you know, I played a big part, um, you know, in, in putting us in a position to win, and obviously, I had a decent game, but. You know, it's, it's, it's never really talked about um, with a loss, and no one really cares about a loss you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's weird, right, that, that like, you perform well, and yet you can't even tout yourself, nor you can have anybody else, because the only thing that truly matters is the team. And so the fact that you average 9.4 yards a carry, as well as you could possibly play, and yet it, it doesn't end up getting discussed even during the week off. Melvin Gordon joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. On Fox Sports Radio. Did you, like when you're away, you have no games this weekend. Did you watch Busman's Holiday? Did you sit down and watch all the Sunday games he was like? Or did you get away from it completely? Yeah, I just, I just, uh, you know, I chilled. I watched a couple games, um, you know, on my TV. Um, and just, you know, I, I just Netflixed up, to be honest with you. What What do you Still do? Arrested. <laughs> Netflixed up, man. So what you, what'd you Netflix? What, what did you binge on? What did you have to catch up on? Stranger Things too. I couldn't I, see. Here's the thing: when you have kids and kids go missing, I really struggled early on. <laughs> I couldn't get to the third episode. So, so did you? Did you? Did you like Stranger Things the the second season? Yeah, I loved it. I'm not gonna lie, I loved it. All right, I guess I have to. I wish it wasn't over. I'm kind of mad. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a Stranger Things three, right? Like, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't read. I mean, especially with um, House of Cards no longer being in production, Netflix is going to need need Stranger Things to to have another season, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see how they uh, piece it together. I didn't really think Stranger Things two would be good because I was like, off the first one, I don't know how they're going to piece it together to make a story. Um, but somehow they found a way. So they make a third season, man. I, I really see it hard, like finding something. You know, finding a story to go off of, but uh, you know, we'll see. You know, they 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 surprised me with the second one. So uh, AJ Green went after Jalen Ramsey. What would somebody have to say to get you to go that crazy on a defensive player? Um, probably do that right there. Um, you know, just pushing you after the play repeatedly. Um, just in here, just talking trash. And uh, you know, I, I heard AJ. You know, is, is really a quiet player. Don't really say much. And uh, you know, you know, Ramsey must have really been just jacking off at the mouth and and uh, you know pushing him a lot like he's doing after the play. And uh, he it, honestly, it looked like he just blacked out. Um, so it would have to be something like that. Yeah, no, he just kind of lost. He, he just he <laughs> just been, lost his mind. Well, you have who did you oh, yeah. did you go after somebody? Who uh, the it wasn't like I like kind of muffed the player like it was a Minnesota game in college. Uh, my red shirt sophomore year I want to say and like they had to grab they had to grab me because I was you know obviously they didn't want me to get you know suspended or anything like that but you kind of just black out man it'd be crazy I didn't you know I wasn't punching or anything I just muffed them like really really hard like 
and we got in each other's face, like it, it would have been that if the guys didn't break it up. You know, the other thing that's interesting about that stuff is not only do you black out, but you also that's the most tired you ever get. Right, like you going through a couple, right? Like, like fighting in the middle of something else makes you so incredibly tired. Yes, it do. It do. I'm not gonna lie to you. It definitely do. That's why when it happens in practice, I'll be like, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna sit this one out. So you're playing Madden on the 65 inch Roku. Are you playing as the Chargers? I got to. I got. Do you have to, or can you put yourself on a different team? You said what now? You can't put yourself on a different team, or you can't pick some other team and just go like, "I can't play as myself." I don't think you can do that online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't put myself on another team online. Tell me, you do the powder I, blue uniforms? I definitely can. Or if they got the, if they got the, you know, the um, what was the the the, the dark uh, color rush we have? Color, color rush jersey. Yeah, yeah. They got those on there. I might go with those. Those are so nice. All right, well, don't let Landry run up the score on you and talk trash. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be, be really bad because the money goes to your charity, goes to your football camp, which we know you had over 200 campers. So, hey, Melvin, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck uh, this weekend. Safe travels to Jacksonville. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. All right, that's uh, Melvin Gordon joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Fascinated by this LeBron James story where uh, he Instagrammed a fist out last night. And then, of course, uh, the New York Post blew up his spot. Ramos, are you uh, familiar with the term blew up his spot? I am not. Um, well, I'm I'm almost positive that Ryan Music is familiar with the <laughs> Let's find out. Blew up his blew up his spot. Are you? Are you familiar with uh, blew up his spot there, Rhyme Music? Like they blew his cover, like they're putting him on blast. Uh, see, then then you went another kind of clever. Uh, that, that's what you did. You went another kind of clever, saying yes, they blew up his spot. They put him on bl- put him on blast. They're um, they're exposing him. I guess is how you should describe it without giving it another reference. Did you ever watch the show Cheaters? <laughs> Uh, where they like lure in guys who are uh, in relationships by like yes. having women hit on them, and then like their girlfriend or wife are watching. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You watched that? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Definitely. Did you like it? I I didn't like. Do you watch p other? You watch? Do you like watching other people's spot be blown up? N- not really. I, I didn't. I didn't take too much. I didn't take to it too well. But I find it interesting at times. Yeah. Uh, so here's. Here's what happened. Uh, there's an Instagram model, which Instagram model is usually uh, one of two things. Somebody desperately in need of attention or um, sometimes these are more in the in the escort variety. Uh, Haiti, hi, excuse me, Heidi Hoback. I didn't make that up. That's her name. Heidi Hoback, who apparently is an Instagram model and hunter shared her exchanges with LeBron James on a public platform. Quote, athletes slide into girls' DMs all the time. So this is the craziest part, but sheesh, biggest buck I've seen over here. Hoback posted a Snapchat per screenshots obtained by Terrence Owens on Thursday, to which James said, teach me how to hunt and I'll teach you how to play ball. Deal? LOL. Though Hoback uh, shielded her replies with a slew of skull emojis, 
The responses, uh, response, responses allegedly entice James to ask, where are you? Oh, boy. Hoback went on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel. I was honestly having a normal day, going over and hunting. Then this wild encounter with a buck happened, and so happened to be the night when LeBron DM'd me. So I thought I'd share. I took a Snapchat to share it with my followers because I thought it would be a funny story. You know, the message was pretty innocent as far as I know. And then some of my followers informed me that he was married, and I had no clue because I didn't follow him. I wouldn't consider myself a fan, so I wasn't that aware at all. I guess that's why it's been made into a bigger deal than I originally thought. Music, do you think that he was uh, he was hitting on her? Ramos, do you think he was hitting on her? Uh, I do. How much is real and how much is simply uh, the world of the internet, the interweb, to which guys uh, guys kind of have a parallel sense of reality? Like, it looks real, it feels real, but it's not real. I, I mean, I, I guess I get that if you're if you're dealing with a prostitute, a person of ill repute, that you can't really, you're not really going to, um, you can't depend on them to keep their word and to keep it quiet. And I get that you got to be dumb if you're LeBron James to slide into somebody's DMs and not think, hey, I'm LeBron James, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. But it, it does feel, boy, it does feel like a, I'm trying to think the word I'm looking for. Look, it feels like a dirty dog move from the from the Instagram model. Like you're an Instagram model. Guys are guys are throwing it out at you. LeBron James is the and her. I didn't know who LeBron James was married. Like, come on, man. Google for a second. You knew exactly what you were doing. Exactly what you were doing. And that doesn't make it okay that LeBron is throwing it out there on DM. But I'm wondering how you guys feel about her putting it out there. Showing the world that LeBron James direct messaged her. Especially considering she covered up her response. Like, wait, his response, I'm okay not covering up, but my response, I, I'm not okay? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Could their owner be getting in the way of Andrew Luck? Could they have already ruined the best of of Andrew Luck? Um, The the title of Bob Kravitz, the longtime writer and uh, radio host as well in Indianapolis, uh, the title is, Might Jim Say Run Andrew Luck Out of Indianapolis with His Intemperate Remarks? Kravitz, who's covered the Colts forever, uh, starts by saying there's a huge problem brewing between Jim Say and Andrew Luck, the kind of problem that may destroy a relationship between the owner and his team's best player. And you wonder now, might Ursay and his big mouth run Luck out of Indianapolis? During a cut-in of the Dan Patrick radio show, you know, when you go to do DP show, the cameras are always on, and you're always, there's hot mics! Guest Tony Dungy, who did not know he was on air, told Patrick during a break that Ursay recently said he believes what's holding Luck back from returning to the field is more mental than physical. 
Patrick asked Dungy about the luck situation. Here's the sound. Take a listen. This is Tony Dungy and Dan Patrick. Mic'd up. Remember, Tony Dungy doesn't know they're on air. The Andrew Luck situation, though. That was I don't big. know what's going on there. I really don't. And it, is he going to play? Jim Mercer made a comment about six weeks ago. You know, it's, it's, it's inside his head now. And then now you're hearing that this has been 25 months. And he Wait, really it's has. inside Luck's head? Yeah, he said that... Um, Maybe when I, I guess when I was up there for Peyton's uh, ceremony. Wow. I wonder if Andrew Luck's future is in Indianapolis. I really do. I wonder. Hmm. That's, uh, that's like no one wants to be called a liar. Right. You ever watch an old Western? You calling me a liar? Right. You calling me a liar? You calling me a faker? And I think how this comes across is Jim Irsay saying, it's all in his head. There's nothing wrong with him. There's two parts to it. There is the mental aspect of any comeback, especially when you're, um, when, like, the greatest attribute you have. What makes or breaks your career is your shoulder, is your arm. And if you've had a near NFL uh, death experience in your inability to rehab that shoulder properly and get that thing worked on, you're going to be super sensitive to it. So part of me says, hey, that's, that's his instrument, right? That's his, his, that's his trumpet playing lips. That's his guitar playing fingers. His shoulder is, that's 100 and 50-plus million dollars shoulder. Of course he's going to be sensitive to it. And there is a reality of anybody who's ever come back from a catastrophic injury will tell you, like, yeah, even when you're back, I mean, just think of when you pulled your hamstring. Everybody has this. You pull your hamstring. I pulled mine about a, a month ago. And you feel fine. You're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But what you don't want to do is you're, like, not ready to go full speed because it felt fine before you pulled it. And in, the, in your mind, you feel the pulled muscle even when there is no pulled muscle. Same thing with the shoulder. So the question, the, the, the honest question is, when Ursay said it, how was it met by Andrew Luck? Was it met, you calling me a liar? Or was it Luck saying, you know, listen, I understand it might be in my head, and maybe it is. But athletes know their body better than anybody else. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. We do have great college football this weekend, and Chris Sims does an amazing job of covering it, uh, covering Notre Dame games for NBC. And, of course, he has part of his own radio show uh, on uh, Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports Radio, and then you can read his work at Bleacher Report. Here's a guy that's got a lot of different jobs. Chris, let's let's start with the Irish. Uh, right. How good? I know they has. I know. I know Jamal Adams is hurt or has the concussion. Uh, but how good do you think this team is talent wise? Uh, I, I think they're pretty legit. I think they're actually being underrated in in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I, I really do. And and let me let me get this straight. I mean. My whole life, I think Notre Dame's been overrated. I mean, when I was at Texas, I mean, they were stealing BCS games from me, and 
Uh, but I think this is truly a year where they've been underrated to a degree. And the first thing is, as you know, or anybody who's been watching college football, the, old, the offensive line is special. Uh, there's no doubt about that. The two guys on the left side, McGlinchey and Nelson, they are first-round talent. Uh, they are the best left side in college football for my money, and the rest of the O-line is really good too. So it's full of pros. Then you add to the running backs, and then you add to Brandon Winbush, who is the absolute perfect college quarterback. And, Doug, unlike years past, too, these, you want to say, oh, okay, well, we'll load the box. We'll stop the run. No, they got receivers this year at Notre Dame, too. So you've got to be a little careful about leaving players one-on-one down the field because Winbush can throw it deep, and these guys can go get it. Why were they so uh, affected by the athleticism of Georgia when they lost to him at home? You know, I, I don't think they were actually, you know, I really don't think they were affected by the athleticism. I, I think, first of all, if you went back and watched the game again, you'd go, oh, wow, it was a really close game. It was a controversial one-handed catch in the back of the end zone that was initially called incomplete, and then they reviewed it and called it complete and gave Georgia a touchdown, and I still I still think it was incomplete. So uh, I look at it that way. Really, the, the, what they ran into there is they were okay with the athleticism, Georgia's just a bunch of big suckers, Doug. They were one of the few teams, and I think one of the few teams in college football, that can stand in there and slug it out with that Notre Dame offensive line and at least slow down the dominant run game. Uh, But I I think Notre Dame has improved a lot. I know Georgia has, too. Uh, But, yes, I mean, Alabama, Georgia, those are two teams. Clemson, their front four, they can, you know, at least slow down this Notre Dame run attack. Chris Sims joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, what about Miami? They got the turnover chain. Uh, they've survived. You know, they survived uh, Georgia Tech a couple weeks ago. Looked really good this past weekend, uh, quite obviously. Uh, right. how, leg- how legit in terms of percentage of back is the U? Because when I say back to the U, that those old U teams just had more <laughs> NFL talent than other people. Is that what we're seeing from, from this Mark Rick-led team? No, not yet, not yet. I mean, like you said, those old, you know, the U teams, those were special. I mean, that was legitimately when we might have been able to have a conversation, like could this college team beat some pro teams in the the NFL? Uh, They were stacked, like you said. I mean, Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, you know, uh, Moss and and Andre Johnson. I mean, it was ridiculous. Clinton Portis, McGahee. But uh, I do think this, it's on the right track in Miami. They have the size and physicality uh, that you would like out of a top-tier football team. And I do think they're front four. When you look at them, they look the part. So I'm excited for that battle. I think the the pieces that Miami are missing – they don't have those explosive special skill guys quite yet. I think they're coming because I think Mark Rick can really recruit and he'll get them there. But I don't think they're back to what they once were in their glory days. All right, so who do you like? Uh, I like Notre Dame. I got to see it to believe it. Like I said, I mean, you, 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 Notre Dame has come out every week and just imposed their offensive physical dominance on everybody except for Georgia. And really, I think they're, like I said a little earlier, they're a better football team now. Uh, the, this defense that Notre Dame has with Mike Elko as a defensive coordinator, it's special. They don't let up a lot of big plays. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame in like a tough fought physical football game. I'm going to say like 27, 24, 27, 23, that type of range. What happened to Ohio State? 
Uh, Ohio State, you know, I mean, hey, uh, to me in the, the big scheme of things, they can't do it every year. I mean, how many players did they lose to the NFL last year? So uh, it is a little surprising to me that their defense has been steamrolled here as of late, especially the first three quarters against Penn State. Uh, last week it was horrible. But, again, I mean, Urban Meyer is all legend. You, you can't just replace some of the bodies that they've lost over the last few years. I don't care who you are. Uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma combined for over 110 points. 62-52 was the final score. How much of that was great offense? How much of it was poorest defense? Uh, I mean, they don't play defense in the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12, for my money, and let's, let's, I'll preface it with, I like the Big 12. I played in the Big 12, so I have Big 12 pride. But the Big 12 stinks, plain and simple. I don't know any other way to put it. It's a flag football league. It's a seven-on-seven football league. I don't think they can sit there and physically mix it up with the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Notre Dames of the world. I really don't. Uh, They never play defense in that conference. Now, I'll say this. There's some good quarterback play. I mean, Baker Mayfield's a baller. There's no doubt about it. And it's not just a college baller either, Doug. He's he's like legit NFL talent to me. I don't know if you've seen me on the NBC broadcast. I hope you're tuning in to watch me because you like me. I do. (laughs) <laughs> but regardless, I, I, I do. Uh, and, I, and I talked to an NFL GM last night that asked me, he's like, hey, you know, people in Oklahoma find out about, you know, what type of kid he is. Everybody says he's he, he does not have the Manziel type issues, but he does have the Manziel type swag. He's yes. got a big arm. He's little he like man. He's little like Manziel, but probably a bigger arm. Right. Uh, and, and but is a tremendous leader. No, I'm with you. My, my problem with that, that narrative of them not playing defense and how do they go up and shut Ohio State down? At the shoe, how they go and and win that game? Yeah, you know? well, I mean, uh, we're we're seeing Ohio State's not the greatest football team around, and that was early in the year. I mean, you know, again, it's college football where there's no preseason games. These are young kids, and uh, it can lead to a lot of different things. Am I going to sit here and lie to you and say I watched that film and know exactly what happened? No, I don't. But I watched it on TV. Uh, and, again, I think we're seeing that Ohio State's maybe not as special as we thought, really. Uh, and maybe the Big Ten in general is not quite as special as everybody thought it was. But uh, as a whole, I mean, Mayfield's an equalizer. I'll, I'll say that at least. And, and the guy I think would look at him more than anything, and I've said this on some of the telecasts, when I look at Baker Mayfield, I think Russell Wilson. I mean, that's the yep. type of player he is to me. And like you said, he has a big-time arm. It's an NFL, like, uh, legit, he can throw the ball and push the ball down the field with big throws. Chris Sims joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Sam Darnold's turned the ball over a ton. Uh, you know about the decisions to stay or go pro. Uh, it's not like he's a kid that has to go. He doesn't have to. He has two years uh, more to play if he desires to do so. What are your thoughts on his development and how quickly he should make that jump? Yeah, I, I don't think he's there. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and I've said this publicly before. I mean, we all have to pump the brakes, and I said this even before the season started, with Sam Darnold being the slam dunk number one pick. You know, sometimes just uh, people that are not qualified are making qualifying statements, especially in the NFL, and it drives me crazy. I'll take a shot. I mean, it's ESPN Sports Center broadcasters. That's the one uh, they tell me every, you know, they told me Matt Barkley was the, the first pick of the draft, and they told me Tim Tebow was the greatest quarterback they ever saw. So uh, I think when I really just look at Sam Darnold, he's a really good football player. The one thing that concerns me 
is his throwing, plain and simple. I have not seen a whole lot of quarterbacks in my years, and you know I grew up in an NFL household where uh, I'm pretty obsessed with the game and obsessed with quarterback play. I haven't seen too many guys that have been successful with that type of motion, that long windup. It's kind of Blake Bortles-ish. It's kind of Tim Tebow-ish. It's better than that, don't get me wrong. But it does concern me, and it is some of the reasons we've seen more turnovers from him this year, because there, there is errant passes down the field. Yeah, he's made a few mistakes just reading coverage and things like that, but physically just some of the quality of the throws that are, are what scares me. And, and I look forward, if he does come out, to really studying him and see what he's got. No, it's going to be fascinating to see exactly what he has. Last thing, you, we, we talked a little Georgia. You saw them early in the year in their win uh, against Notre Dame. They're right. ranked number one. They go down to Auburn. Uh, Auburn has Stidham at quarterback. They're kind of they're, It feels like a year to which Auburn does something crazy like beats Georgia and beats Alabama. Like It just feels like one of those weird years. Uh, this is an incredible – this is the longest – uh, running rivalry, the biggest rivalry in the South. Really, people think Alabama and Auburn, but in terms of state border wars, Georgia and Auburn are as big as they get. Likelihood Auburn pulls off an upset in the Plains this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I really do. I look at it as a fifty-fifty ball game because the the one thing, like we talked about with Georgia, they can physically hang in there with you with anybody. It doesn't. That that's not the problem. Auburn's going to be able to physically hang in there with Georgia as well, so they're not going to get overpowered. And the one thing that jumps out to me when I watch Auburn, and you said his name, Stidham. Stidham, am I saying it right? Is it Stidham? Yep. yep. He, he, he's the best quarterback in the SEC, especially just from throwing the football. And when there's people open downfield, he strikes. He can really throw it. So from there, that's where it's dangerous. Because Georgia, I don't think they've really seen a quarterback like that that can stretch the field, make throws into a hole against cover two, safety and corner. Uh, that's where I think the game can get interesting. And, of course, they've got a, play, uh, a few playmakers uh, that he can give the ball to in the backfield as well. All right, Chris. Listen, I know you have all those jobs because you've got to pay for those horses. Uh, for your daughter. So, yeah, my I'll, damn daughter's horseback uh, riding lessons. They're, they're definitely taking some dollars out of my bank account. Oh, man. Like, hey, I asked my wife. I asked my wife if she could find a sport to which I know nothing about and is remarkably expensive. And she absolutely she completed the task. She's like, found the most expensive sport that you know nothing about. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Here goes your check and your money right out the window. All right, dude. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Enjoy covering this thing. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Be good. good All right, that's Chris Sims from uh, Bleach Report. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, a non sequitur is a statement that doesn't follow logically from from one to another. Like you're you're combining things that aren't really combinable, or you're comparing things, non-comparable things. All right, let me let me give you an example. Uh, reason why um, the names of the three buyer, the names of the three UCLA players, uh, Jello Ball was caught shoplifting. Who are the other two? Cody Riley and Jalen Hill. Cody Riley and Jalen Hill. So Reed Forgave, who writes for uh, CBSSports.com, Reed Forgave tweets out, as we think about today's bad news in college hoops, impermissible benefits at Georgia Tech, shoplifting at UCLA, remember this, perhaps these things never would have occurred if we allowed amateur athletes a bigger share of the big money collegiate pie. Because Jello Ball, who has a Ferrari... A Ferrari. He has a Ferrari. The idea, what Breedport gave is saying is like, 
listen, I know they stole in a foreign country and embarrassed their families, themselves, the universities that paid uh, to have them go there. Frankly, our country, it's embarrassing. I know all that. But let's not blame the players who actually did this. Let's blame the NCAA because we think they're somehow holding back some billions and billions and billions of dollars of money. All right, read, listen. That's just stupid. Just stupid. Uh, it's what's called a non sequitur. It's a non sequitur. First of all, the idea that Leangelo Ball doesn't have money in his pocket when he has a Ferrari at home is stupid, uneducated. And what you're trying to get is confirmation bias from the masses. You're trying to get people to go like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, billions and billions. Second of all, you're not being realistic about it. The billions of dollars in TV money are definitely not for Georgia Tech basketball. There's no wanton desire for Georgia Tech basketball. There just isn't. If not for two Georgia Tech players being suspended, you wouldn't be able to name two Georgia Tech players playing basketball. And I, I grew up loving point guard you and Bobby Kremens, and he offered me a scholarship in my house. They had Mark Price. I love the Enid Plainsman Mark Price. And Travis Best and Kenny Anderson and Stefan Marbury. Like, they had baller point guards there. But let's, like, the billions and billions, everybody uses the term billions of dollars. Like, there's 70-some-odd teams. It's contracts that are paid out over 20 years. Most of them are for football. And therefore, they're not for the 99.9% of players. They're for the teams, the brands, and the 0.1% of players that people actually care about. The idea that a player should get, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, when you go play in China, you get money. It's not spending money, it's per diem, but you don't actually need it. They probably had a couple hundred bucks in their pocket for the trip, in addition to whatever they had from home. And so forgiving, uh, forgiving illicit behavior because... The NCAA only allows a cost of attendance. The NCAA only pays these guys five, six thousand dollars above the full scholarship, room, board, tuition, books, etc., etc., etc. And somehow using it to, you know what? I think if they would have paid him, no, they wouldn't, because you're not taking human nature into effect. The idea that, like, first of all, the players who, like, Leangelo Ball is going to get cost of attendance, right? $5,000 or $6,000, whatever you get at UCLA. However many months, however many years he stays at UCLA, he is not at the level of his younger brother or his older brother in terms of how they're viewed. But the idea that he needs more money because a college makes money off of him when he hasn't even played a game yet is the dumbest crap I've ever heard. Stop this. I'd like to think that people who write and do commentary about sports are smarter, but you're writing and speaking and tweeting and allowing me to think otherwise. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Yes, we should feel bad about UCLA profiting off Lonzo Ball's image in his six months on campus so that his dad can profit off Lonzo Ball's image for the rest of his natural life. 
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.